Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Society Talks. I'm Joel Lorenzo, and I'm here with Ryan Bubba Gennetti. How are you? How you doing, Joe? Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to you. Good. First off, I have to ask, where does the Bubba come from? Uh, Bubba's a nickname that my father gave me when I was probably about six years old. First, it was Boo as a baby that I turned into Bubba, and you know, he said it once in front of a group of my friends, and it and it stuck for life. And I tried to get rid of it when I was like 16 years old. I was all like drunk at a party, and I'm like. No more Bubba. No girl wants to be in a relationship with a guy named Bubba. You know, and like my obviously I'm from Boston, so all my friends laughed at me and have been called Bubba ever since. Okay, so yeah. that was my next question. So you grew up in Boston? I yeah, I'm originally from Boston, um, from the city, and uh, I've been out here since about 2005. Out here in Los Angeles? Yeah, out in Los Angeles since 2005. Yep. Nice, because everybody should know we're not together. Normally, I do this in a studio in Hollywood, but we're doing it remotely. Um, all safer at home and all that business. What um, what's life been like with the? And we're going to get to what you've created in this amazing safer at home um, environment. But what otherwise? What has life been like for you during this crazy pandemic? I mean, the crazy thing about me, man, is I, I've been raising a ten-month-old baby girl in a pandemic. So. Um, Oh I've been raising a, I've been raising my first child um, with a woman I haven't been with for more than two years. So you know it, it's been interesting for me, man. I've I've essentially been sheltered in a place with two strangers. Uh, so it's been it's been pretty interesting getting getting to know them and getting to know myself in such a crazy circumstance. But I, you know I love them both, and it's been amazing to be around to watch my daughter you know evolve. And um, you know in a normal time I'd be touring during this, you know, and I miss a lot. So I'm really grateful to be able to get this experience with her and my girl and, you know, just, yeah. just kind of, you know, be a family. And, but on the other hand, it's been really tough, you know, being, being in this type of space with close quarters of people that consistently drive anyone crazy, especially when there's a baby crying. And, and from a, you know, from a business standpoint, I mean, we're all kind of just trying to make do with what we have, you know, so it's been a struggle for me, like everyone else, but you know, we're doing all right. Yeah. So, all right. So first of all, I know you're a comedy guy, but we've got to go back into this because that sort of seems like a soap opera. The fact that you had, you said you had a kid, you have a daughter now with a woman you hadn't been with in two years? No, for two years. I mean, we basically fell in love super fast and got pregnant super fast. So, you know, we didn't have to, we didn't really get to know each other the way we thought we should have, you know? Right. um, You know, it's just a quick fall in love thing ended up having a baby and you know it's a blessing yeah but it's been interesting trying to get to know each other in the middle of a pandemic while raising a baby you know is this, is this your first baby this is my first baby yep in the middle of a safer at home i mean are you doing okay yeah we're doing great man i mean luckily the baby is incredible you know i mean she's like literally the most beautiful girl on the planet and that's not just me like repping for my baby she's like actually like kind of like i don't even it doesn't even make any sense how cute she is yeah and she and she's just got a great personality and keeps us you know on our toes and and, and appreciative and you know i mean who could complain about having a child man you know i mean that's the best thing in the world it's a blessing for sure. Well, congrats. But so you did mention that you would be touring during this time if it wasn't, you know, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic and safer at home. What What do you mean by that? I mean, touring as a comedian, touring as behind the scenes, because I know you do a little bit of both, right? Uh, both. I've been I've, I've been touring as a as a uh, stage designer and a production manager for major artists for over a decade. 
Mm. Um, I, you know, I've been to 53 countries. I've been, you know, I've flown on private jets half the time. I mean, I've lived that whole high level touring artist life for a very long time. And I've also traveled as a comedian, you know, within the States. And, um, you know, I, I spend the majority of my time on the road normally, you know, creating things at major festivals and bus tours and arenas and, you know, and doing stand up in the, in the club scene, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not used to being home like this. And right. uh, I, I think that's what made me so, you know, so ready to adapt and put all my effort into something that was executable during this time, you know, right. cause I'm not used to sitting still, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's been, it's been different. It's been an adjustment for me. You know, I'm used to like just kind of being alone and on an airplane and an airport lounge and, you know, connecting with my family on, FaceTime and stuff like that, you know, which I, which when I'm touring, I hate, you know, and now I kind of, I kind of miss touring a little bit, you know, so it's, the grass is always greener no matter what situation you're in, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, I've been to like 40 something countries and I had to actually take out my passport to see. I, a friend of mine gave me one of those maps you can scratch off yeah. and, I like, and I scratched it off and I was like, said like 16 countries. I said, there's no way. So I took out my passport and I've been to like 40 something or whatever. That's and awesome. Now, What's your favorite one? What's your favorite place you've been? You know, I love Chile. Loved it. Chile is um, awesome. Yeah. Um, I loved Seoul, Korea, although it rained a lot. Um, yeah. I loved South Africa. I've See, I've never been to South Africa, man. And I was supposed to go in, in March and then oh, wow. this happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's great it. down there. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, like you, like you said, I, I enjoy traveling as well. Like I don't mind being on a plane. I don't mind um, – I sort of like it being my downtime because I'm, I'm constantly on the go when I'm on the ground. Um, so I do, I, I don't mind traveling at all, but yeah. And I mean, it's been an adjustment and especially for you. I mean, now you have a baby and, and quarantining with two other people and everything, but um, how I have, and we're going to get into this amazing thing that you've created, but how does one find humor in the age of COVID? Because it's a struggle for some people out there. I mean, I think it's a difficult time for everybody, but I mean, to be honest with you, I, I come from a struggle and background, you know, like I didn't grow up with a lot and, um, you know, I'm kind of used to having my back against the wall and I'm used mm-hmm. to making light of really difficult situations. I mean, that's what made me want to be a comedian. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I like to laugh at my pain and, and like to, sh- you know, share that with other people that have similar pain. And I think this situation is just a painful time for all of us. And to me, there's like a real beauty in that, you know, and especially from a comedic aspect, you know, I mean, comedy is all about identifying, you know, and when in the history of time have we all been able to identify on this level, you know? So I think there's something great about it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's a special time more than anything. And I think there's a lot of realigning and readjusting happening and a lot of humbling of people. And I think that, you know, if people can kind of, you know, weather the storm, I think on the other end, there's a lot of good that's going to come from this. You know, we just can't see it now because it's so hard, you know? Yeah. The forest through the trees. Um, So talk to me about this. uh, It's called the in crowd. Yeah, it's called in crowd. And, um, you know, we just, in crowd, just a creation and of, of, you know, a bunch of artists, you know, in a unique time. And, uh, you know, we were, we were on a bus tour for a stage design we did, um, in March and we found out that the whole, we were, you know, got word that the whole tour was canceled because all the events over at that time, it was all the events over a thousand people couldn't happen. 
So we all got sent home because everything we were doing was over a thousand people. And, you know, before I got to the airport, me and one of my partners, Stephen Brody said, you know, we just knew we were like, you know, this is, this is going to become a streaming situation and we need to get all the gear and cameras we possibly can that fit our space that we own. We have a, we have a warehouse that we, that we've been working on for a couple of years. And we just knew that we had to fill that space with whatever we needed to be able to pivot and execute whatever creative vision and direction we were going to go in over the next couple of months. We didn't know how long it was going to last, but we knew that we needed to get ahead of it because all the production companies were going to get furloughed and you weren't going to be able to get your hands on the equipment you needed to execute these types of things. And, and that's what we did. And we, you know, we started with music streams and we were doing, you know, Alesso for Tomorrowland and Flostradamus with Mad Decent. We did Ali Brook and, you know, we were doing a bunch of music stuff. And then, you know, I was standing in the middle of the latest design we had up and, it was kind of this curvature and and I was thinking about how comedy was really struggling and, and was basically just not happening because there was no audience to be had, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, how do I cure this audience situation for the comedy? You know, cause they're in the most dire need. And I had this idea and it wasn't called the in crowd at that moment. And I said, Hey, I want to put these people on this wall in this way and, 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 you know, control the audio and, and get it to work with the com- that back and forth between performer and audience can happen. You know what I mean? And, and I wasn't sure if it would work um, from a technical aspect. And then I wasn't definitely wasn't sure if it was going to work from a, from an artistic aspect. So we, you know, we got together with a bunch of experts in their field that we, we put our heads together and we, and we worked out a lot of different ways and a lot of kinks and a lot of trials and tribulations, troubleshooting. And we got to a point where we were confident enough to try it for real in a live setting and me and some comedian friends, you know, we did a private show and we tried it. And, and when I first hit that stage and that first joke hit, I knew, I knew we were on something special. Cause like I got that feeling that you get that makes you want to be a creative artist, you know, and makes you want to perform. And yeah. then once I knew that that feeling was present on that stage, I was like, we're really onto something. And, and, and I knew that if it worked for comedy, it could work for any genre, you know? Right. So like we were just kind of working from the most dire genre backwards, you know, music you can consume in your headphones, watch on a TV. You're fine. You don't really need that back and forth between audience and, and, and artists, but comedy you do. And so if you can get the comedy to work, then you can do everything else. And that's kind of what we did. And, and it's just an interactive space, you know, to view live performances. And we call it the in crowd because you're inside the space and you're, it's also very intimate with the performer. So, you know, if you want to be on the in crowd, that's, that's where it's at. So I loved it. I actually watched, uh, the, the kid from, um, America's Got Talent, Drew something. Oh, right? Drew Lynch. Yeah. 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 I watched a snippet of his and I thought it was great. Actually. I ha- uh, my question is this. So like I am on Zooms all the time and I'm like, it drives me nuts with the audio and this and all that. I mean, do you have people that are taking care of all that? Because I saw him interacting with a couple people that he would call on in the, in this audience. Yeah. And so I'm assuming you have people that are helping you with all that audio and everything, right? Yeah. So we had to actually team up with the higher up technicians at Zoom and, um, we, we learned a lot of things about their programming from a technical aspect and we kind of used our expertise in, in audio and broadcast to, to kind of get through using different, like, you know, media avenues technically to, to kind of like circumvent those issues that me or you have on a regular zoom conversation. Right. So we have a bunch of, we have like three different 
points of contact and points of like redirection that are happening in order to make the audio be correct and and in order to get all the audio from a bunch of people to come through as a big laughter you know because yeah. in a normal zoom if you were talking to 10 people on a conference call you might hear two people you know you'll hear the biggest laugh and then you hear the second one trickle in you know and we had to like kind of break down the barriers and and use external audio devices to to be able to get get take that all through and, and push it all together, you know, if that makes any sense. It does kind of because then they're not um, like you're not hearing because if he was talking to one, let's say, and then, you know, he's got that one he's, he's bantering with or whatever. And and then, the, you know, you want to hear the laughter. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a tricky it's a tricky thing for, for it to work properly. And um and it's 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 a great experience, you know. Yeah. And, um, I mean, people can definitely audience members can definitely step on each other, just mm-hmm. like a regular audience in person, you know. Yeah. Like if you were having a crowd interaction in a comedy club and someone yelled something, you'd obviously have to address them too, you know. So it's pretty similar to a live experience. It's just that sometimes the only I'd say the only difference is that when someone does yell something out, it takes you a second to figure out who it was, which one know? it is, yeah. But. But other than that, it's pretty, it's, you know, it's no latency, it's, it's direct and upfront and from a performance aspect, it adds some real cool new features that you wouldn't get in a live space. Like you've never been able to see your audience in this way. I've never been able to see a hundred audience members faces, facial reaction to a joke. You know, I usually have a light in my face in a dark room, you know? So it's a, it's a, you're, you're always like, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it actually kind of opens up a, a different part of the brain creatively, you know, when it comes to like riffing and, and also joke writing, you know, after the fact. So the comedians and people that you book ha- are have to be in Los Angeles in this studio or warehouse that you're in, right? Because that's where this curved kind of screen thing that I saw is? Yes, yeah, so we have most of our acts are, you know, that come in the physical form of present um, are in Los Angeles. We're in talks to open one in New York and in Paris. Um, so that's the goal to cover all the grounds. There's a place for every performer that wants to do the in crowd to be able to. And also we, we utilize the platform to bring in special guests from, you know, other places as on the wall. So we, in a, in a, in a real time, we'll change the in crowd from being all the audience members to one special guest and we'll have that interaction and then go back to the audience members, you know? So we're able to bring people in as special guests remotely. That's pretty cool. We also have a, we also have a function where we can, um, we can have a director direct remotely and control the switcher that was switching between cameras. We really like technically progressed into kind of like pioneering a lot of transitions right now. You know, the people that aren't in the production world would even, realize but when we do deliver it to like-minded people when they want to collaborate they're like blown away at the steps we're taking yeah um and now how do they so it, you can go to i think on instagram i did that it's in crowd comedy at in crowd comedy at in crowd comedy yeah. how do they get tickets so how do they like be be a part of this experience uh, you can get tickets at In Crowd Comedy for all the comedy shows on Instagram, but we also have a website, InCrowd.studio, mm-hmm. and that has all of our programming on it. So you can get tickets at any time there. And uh, also, obviously, all the artists that we collaborate with promote the shows directly. So if you follow one of your favorite artists, you know, when they do our thing, you'll see them there as well. But at In Crowd Comedy on Instagram mm-hmm. and also InCrowd.studio um, as our website. 
And how often are you guys doing them? Uh, we have a weekly show. Um, okay. So we have a we have an every Wednesday night show. It's by it's actually bi-weekly. So one week it's super secret, which is kind of a secret lineup show, and then the other one is in crowd comedy live. So every Wednesday you can count on those. But we had you know we had a show last night with Adam Ray where he impersonated Doctor Phil and had guests like Joey McIntyre and Joel McHale on, and that was just like a one-off headlining show. You know we do, we, we're talking about a partnership with All Things Comedy about doing their own show. Uh, we have a lot of inquiries for musicians. We did a headlining show with Tyler Rich, country music artist, last week. You know, we're mm. talking to people like you know Marion, Ty Dolla Sign. You know, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of people that are doing these. We're also programming, um, co-producing television shows through the oh, platform. Marion, I mean, isn't that the, that's a kid from B2K? From B2K, yeah. We we we're was, talks with him about doing a show. Yeah, he was my neighbor when I first moved out here 20 years ago. What they all what all of them were in Studio City. Yeah. I That's awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that group. And Raven Simone was. I lived in a place that was like, unbeknownst to me, was like where all these kids went while they were working on their show and then they would go back to their respective homes, you know? So I lived in one of those kind of big complexes. Oh, but, that's um, awesome. I remember them. Yeah, I remember seeing him in the complex. So you're going to be, so it's going to be a mix. It's going to be, mu- it's not just comedy. It's going to be music. And like you were talking about in the beginning, you started with music, but so, and, and the focus right now seems to be a lot more comedy, but you're going to be doing everything. Oh yeah, we're talking. Um, we're talking to motivational speakers. We're talking about. We're talking to political speakers. Um, mm. You know, we're, we're trying to, anywhere that there's an audience needed presently. We're 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 trying to do it. You know, we're doing television shows. We're doing conferences. You know, we're talking to people about Comic Con and you know big conferences overseas and stuff like that. You know, the great thing is that we can deliver a live audience experience anywhere in the world. I mean, the Tyler Rich show we did, we had people from India watching at seven a.m. We had people in Australia. You know, what I mean, like we have people from all over the world tuning in, so we can also deliver the platform creatively to an audience that's only in those areas as well. So, I mean, the, the opportunities are really endless for, for anyone. We could do it by like a region. Yeah. We can geofence tickets. We can do a whole tour in the United States and make it per market. We're actually in talks with a couple of people about doing that. So we, there's a bunch of different things we can do. We can make it, you know, super intimate to just your city. I mean, this, the capabilities of everything we're doing digitally is just like we can really tailor it to any way, shape, or form. And also, we make we make the the world within the stage, you know, scenic wise, you know, very unique for every show as well. So every experience looks and feels different. And you know, we just collaborate with the artists with their vision and kind of you know just go from there. Yeah. So now, are you actually doing shows as well? Yeah, I do. I do some of the in crowd comedy live shows. I've done the super secret once or twice. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I. I What's I tend the super to, secret? You mentioned that already. Super secret's a comedy show by this uh, comedian friend of mine, Hunter Hill. He just been it's just been a local comedy show in L.A. for a couple of years and been pretty successful. And he has some great acts on it, so he just kind of keep that brand going within our space. It's just one of our programming shows. And then in crowd comedy live is like our house show where we just you know book a bunch of different artists and kind of have an in crowd, you know, uh, branded vision to it. And yeah. um, everything else is kind of by artists and their vision, and we just collaborate with them to create the space however they want, you know. So those are just our consistent shows, and you know, we've done we've done music speakers. We we're even talking talks face some educational things. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing, what? like the, you know, smart smart visionary people see it and they just kind of transform it into whatever their thought is, you know, and we're like, awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, and what's it like a general ticket? How much does it cost? 
it depends on the show, but the the weekly shows we do, we do a $15 GA and then a $30 um, in-crowd VIP ticket. So That's good. We, yeah, I mean, so that's easier it. than the comedy clubs because you got to do the two-drink minimum. And <laughs> at yeah. home, you can drink as much as you want. For sure. You can drink as much as you want. You can eat whatever you want. And also, you don't have to watch it by yourself. I mean, the ticket is per home. So each ticket is per device. It can only be viewed on one device, but whoever's in your home can view it with you. I mean, I have a front yard um, projector screen that I blow up for the kids and to watch movies and stuff on the weekends. And I mean, I could easily do that for one of these and have 12 people in chairs. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, there's a million ways to view it. And we encourage people to, you know, view it with people that live within their home, obviously abided by the social distancing stuff, but if you have roommates or a loved one or a whole family, I mean, you could definitely view it like that. And it's only one ticket you have to purchase. So it's pretty cost effective for a time that, you know, we don't all have a lot of money. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great that you pivoted so quickly. You know, I mean, do you miss the touring? Do you miss the live audience? Do you miss all the meeting? I mean, because you go from meeting and and being with hundreds of people a week or a night or whatever to one or however many, you know, or face to face. I mean, I miss the touring stuff for a lot of reasons for the traveling and things like that. I also miss the live audiences of being able to connect with people like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to be honest with you, this in crowd thing is, is a lot more intimate than people would think, you know, and, and the, can, the human connection and interaction is a, is a lot more direct and unique than, than you'd expect. So, I mean, being able to connect with people all over the world that I may have never met otherwise is, is pretty cool. So, I mean, I, I hope this, I, I plan on doing both when we come out of this thing, you know, have an in crowd be a consistent thing that we do forever. Cause I think this is where we're headed anyway. The pandemic just kind of catapulted us. And I think that, you know, live shows will come back and those would be great as well. We'll be able to coexist and, and, you know, I'll be able to do both, which, which I can't wait for. Is it possible for like, if you're doing a live show, can you be streaming this as well? Yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate vision. I mean, there's yeah. a couple of ultimate visions for this that I see and that I'm working on is like, you know, implementing these types of screens within venues and festivals as like a, mm-hmm. as another tier of a ticket that you can sell and people can experience because they can't travel. You know, not everyone can travel to Coachella and spend $3,000 to be there, you know? Right. So, you know, yeah, they have live streaming stuff, but that's just like a live stream like you would watch on a, as a YouTube video. I mean, or like on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you could be kind of present, you know what I mean? And then digitally, I mean, that would be a thing that I think people would love. And I also think that, you know, I think from a comedy standpoint, comedy is meant to be consumed with the audience. And when you watch a Netflix special or Amazon special, I think that they, although they're great, they're not meant to be consumed without an audience, you know? And I think that if we could implement this platform into those experiences, like if you were watching Netflix and with your regular subscription, you got to watch the, the live, you know, performance of, Dave Chappelle or whoever, you know, and then you could click to upgrade to be on the wall as part of the show for a different price. I think this is something that people would love. Yeah. I think it would be innovative. And I think, you know, it's just, we're just evolving with the times. Technology is really leading to some incredible things that we just happen to be at the forefront of at this time, you know? And Yeah. I think it's much more innovative. I I agree with you. I mean, I I think over quarantine, I watched the Jerry Seinfeld one on Netflix. Yeah. I watched that one as well. Yeah, and it was funny, um, but I know what you're talking about. I mean, the other, the energy of having the other laughter in the audience around you, and so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's that a good, great. I, I honestly do. So it's yeah, called 
Go ahead. Sorry, I mean, comedy is meant to be like a camaraderie experience. I mean, laughter is contagious, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you watch a Netflix special, it's like, even if I think it's the greatest joke ever, like, I don't laugh out loud. Yeah. Like, maybe I will, like, once in a blue moon. But, like, if I was in a room with a bunch of people, I'd be laughing at every joke, you know? So, yeah. I mean, well, that's I think the it's the late night talk shows. I'm, I'll be honest, and I mean no disrespect to Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and everybody, but they, I, I struggled with them when they first when they went online and everything without you know uh, or yeah. when at home and no audience and things. And I was like, wow, such sad to say they're not as funny as I thought. But you're right; it has something to do with like you're almost laughing at the other laughter. You're laughing. It's like a it's a, sort of a group activity. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, and some people don't get jokes until someone else gets it. You know right. what I mean? And, and uh, I mean, this is the first time I'm going to say this. and It's not 100% yet, but there's a chance that you will be seeing this on one of those shows you just mentioned. And yeah. it's like the performance platform. Mm. And, um, you know, I think we're going to change the game when we do that. So, I mean, people are just, you know, laughter is like, it's almost like people got to look at the person next to them. Like, is it okay to laugh? You know, I don't know. It's like, jokes are funny. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. it's an interesting way the mind works, you know, and for some reason in that space, we need each other, you know? Yeah. Well, I agree. Right. I think it's amazing. And it's called in, so at in crowd comedy on Instagram or at in crowd dot studio. And that's where you can get tickets. Yep. Yep. I and think then, it's great. And it's every yeah. week. And, and so like they could go on a notification list or something to know like what's coming up next. Yeah. So, I mean, if you go to the website, Mm-hmm. Uh, www.incrowd.studio you mm-hmm. can see everything we're doing in the in, yeah. the buy, in the buy tickets portion and then you know we we gather the data from people that come to each one of our shows and then we just do like a weekly blast just saying all the shows we have you know and yeah. so you just get reminded and stuff like that i mean not everyone hates junk mail but you know bombard you we just kind of go hey there's shows for the week come if you want you know yeah, and, um, well, I mean, the comedy clubs used to do that same thing. So yeah, yeah, they still do. You know what I mean? And we we work with some of them as well. And um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. You know, it's, it's, you can also just Google in crowd comedy, and I'm sure a bunch of that stuff will come up as well. So yeah, I mean, we'd love to have you. We want everyone to have this experience. I mean, the great thing is that once people come and do it, they always come back. I mean, all of our people are like repeat people. You know, it's like we're just growing like exponentially every week. How many can and, you have uh, you know, in an audience? Uh, we we can have th- right now with this current stage design, we can have three hundred people in the VIP. We do it fifty oh. at a time, so we kind of shift them in, and then uh, we have fifty thousand in the in the GA. We're just like watching, you know, you're just watching a live show with high production value and seven cameras, just like you would on a Netflix show, except it's like except it's live, you know. And um, but they're not inter- they're they can't interact with the comedian, whoever. No, they just they just kind of buy a ticket to to watch a show that lives Got in a vacuum. You know what I mean? And then they would never be able to see otherwise, you know? Got um, it. Just like you would with a nosebleed ticket at an arena. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's amazing. At InCrowd Comedy and at InCrowd.studio on Instagram. And we're talking to Ryan Bubba Gennetti. And I thank you so much for getting on here and talking with me. I think it's amazing. And I'm, I'm going to be following and seeing what's going on with it because it is, I hate to use the word, the new normal. It is the new normal, man. It, you know, we're just trying to bring something that's that's human to the yeah. non-human place, you know, and, and some levity place. to what the hell's going on in the world. Yeah, man. I mean, it's important for us to laugh right now, and we're just happy that we're able to. I mean, we've had people with COVID like in the VIP audience at home, and 
like send us emails like dude i haven't been around people in two weeks and um you know i've been sick and this is such a great experience you know so i mean that human connection and that laughter is important during this time and we're just happy that we you know we found a way to do it yeah well great i wish you all the best of luck and i wish you luck best of luck with your newborn daughter thank you so much man i appreciate it i mean i wish you the luck with everything you're doing too i appreciate you all right man thank you so much all right take care you too Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And you can follow me at Joe underscore Lorenzo on Twitter and Instagram.